Good evening, today we'll be studying the 11th chapter of Hilchot Gerushin. Uh, and this chapter will deal with three extremely interesting topics, um, all of which have halakha uh, ma'aseh, mo- sorry, most of which have halakha ma'aseh ramifications. Uh, the first one, um, the first topic we'll talk about is mi'un, and the refusal of um, a minor girl uh, to marry someone to whom he, she was betrothed to marry. This is... Um, something that probably doesn't have much halakha, uh, the ma'asar ramifications. Um, the second item that we'll discuss in this chapter is uh, the prohibition of returning one's divorcee and remarrying her. And the third uh, topic this chapter will deal with is hamtana, or the waiting period an individual must wait um, after marrying uh, certain types um, of women, for example, igerusha uh, or in almana. Bezat Hashem will discuss all of these in this chapter. Hilchot Gerushin, Perek Yod Aleph, the 11th chapter of Hilchot Gerushin. En halacha Aleph, en nos'in ketana. As we mentioned before, um, one should not um, marry a woman who is a minor. Uh, we mentioned this um, previously um, in Hilchot Ishut, Perek Gimal. Um, one a couple of reasons given uh, is because um, first of all is because she it's not clear that her um, intent and her will is to marry this individual, and second of all uh, because she isn't um, she isn't really able to have children as you mentioned before someone should marry a woman who with whom you could have children unless they did um, the mitzvah of piriya rivia. And someone who married a woman who was an orphan, and the husband, um, and she did not want to marry the husband, she has the right to refuse um, and can leave him, and she does not require a get to marry him, because as we mentioned, um, the Kiddushin of a minor um, are not full-fledged Kiddushin, as we mentioned in Hilchot Ishut, Perek Daled, Halacha Het. So to a minor woman, who minor girl, who her father married her off, and she became a widow, meaning her husband, her betrothed husband died, or if she was divorced while she was a Ketana, she is considered as um, a yetoma, even though her father is still alive, um, the ramification of this is that um, she um, is not under the reshut of um, her father because when she married, she left her father's domain and she is her own. She is she has her own rights and is not again under the um, the wing of the father. Um, and if she did marry while she was a ketana and her father is still alive, she again she can um, do mi'un and refuse to marry this, the individual. A woman who was deaf mute, even though um, she was married only um, just similar to how a minor girl would be married. And she does not have the rights to refuse. 
milenusa. Chachamim did not establish for her the right of mi'un um, because um, people, so that people won't hold back or be hesitant from marrying someone who is deaf mute. As it is, they would um, have um, a harder time getting married back in the day. And also, a ketana has a time limit and a deadline of 12 years. Once she reaches 12 years old, she, the right, her right of mi'un um, disappears. Um, and if we say for a hereshet that she does have the rights of mi'un, there would be no time limit for when she can um, refuse. Halachabet, memaenet hi haketana, ben min ha'erusin, ben min ha'nisuin, ben bifne ba'ala, ben shelo bifanav, a memaenet, someone who refuse, someone who um, can exercise this right of refusal, is a girl who is a minor, um, whether she was um, in the state of an arusa or whether she was in the state of a nisua, whether it was in the presence of her husband, whether the mi'un was not in the presence of her husband. And just as she can exercise the right of mi'un with her husband, so too she can exercise this right with a yabam. And she can uh, refuse this husband and marry someone else. And she can also she can subsequently um, refuse the second husband, and so to the, she can also refuse the third husband, even if she does this multiple times. As long as she is a ketana, she has this right of miun, and obviously this was done to protect the rights of the girl. Um, if a woman did not exercise formally her right from the un, even if she was in a and went and became mikudesha to someone else while she it, she was a ketana, the second kiddushin are treated as her refusal and her mi'un from the first husband, and she is mikudesha um, to the second guy. And how long um, can a girl exercise this right of mi'un? So long as she is a minor, until she reaches the age of a ne'ara, or until we know that she is um, an ailonit. When does this apply? This is only said when the husband did not have relations with her after she was. Um, 12, um, day, 12 years old in one day. But if she reaches this age and they did have relations, as we mentioned in Hichot Ishut, because um, uh, sexual relations acquires a woman, um, she cannot exercise her right of mi'un anymore. And we don't require an examination um, in regards to mi'un because the presumption is that she brought signs of that she is um, a na'ara. If she was examined, again, the examination is done by two women, not obviously not by two men, uh, and we don't find that she had simanin. She uh, signs of puberty. 
הרי זו חוששים לה שמא הביאה ונשרו, ולפיכך צריכה גט מספק. Because of the fact that she uh, was, uh, that, that she had relations after she reached um, the time in which the signs of puberty would typically appear, we suspect that the simanim came and disappeared, therefore she requires a get misafek um, because of this doubt. If she refuses, if she exercises her right on after she was examined and was mekudeshet to another individual, she requires a get from the second individual misafek, And if she did marry a second guy, she must leave both of them and the child from both, if he was born, is a safik mamzer. And the reason we require a get misafik from the second husband is because while she had relations with the first one, she was considered a na'ara, thereby making her mikudeshet na'atorah. And... Um, the reason, again, that she is she requires she needs to leave both husbands is because of the fact uh, she was safik nisua from the first one, and she is safik nisua to the second one. Halacha he ketana sheloma anavihigdila, a minor girl who didn't do miun and grew up af alpi. Higdila uh, and Higdila means she became a Nara. Even if um, the husband did not have relations with her once she reached the age of 12 years in one day, she cannot, she, she loses this right of Mi'un because again she became a Gedula. Uh, and she reached the age of adulthood. And as we mentioned, the rights of mi'un are only relevant for a girl who, um, who is a ketana. Soferim. Um, even if the husband again did not have relations with her once she became 12 days um, and 12 years and one day old, she loses again, she again loses her right of mima in it because she reached the age of um, a gedola and she requires a get a, a get banan because her husband, because since her husband had. He did not have relations with her after she reached Ne'arut. There isn't any reason for us to suspect that Simane that um, that she brought signs of puberty. Um, therefore, she would um, whereby whereby she would have been considered um, safek mekudeshet, and she didn't. And the husband did not have relations with her after she was a gedola, um, because if she would. Um, she it would have made her a full a, an, a she it would have fully made her an eshet ish. And we find in this because of this that she only needs a get um, because she was um, married. She was betrothed 
while she was a ketana. And as we mentioned before, um, the marriage to a ketana are only midirabanan, um, and here the husband did not fully um, consummate the marriage. If therefore, if she um, reached, um, she she became a gedola, and she proceeded to uh, marry someone else, and she, to to be mekudeshet to someone else. Tofsin ba kidusheni, the second husband's kidushin are um, take effect. And if the first husband did Girushin, the second husband can um, do Kinus and can consummate the marriage. But if the second one um, divorced her, the second husband divorced her, she cannot go back to her original husband. Because people might say that this first husband um, went back and took back his Girusha after she was Meoreset, um, which is an Isur Mehatorah, um, as we'll see Bezat Hashem in Halacha Yodbet of this chapter. And if the second husband um, had relations with her prior to the first husband um, divorcing her, because she must leave both husbands because it's similar to the case in which a woman um, heard that her husband died, when he said that and she went and married someone else, and then her husband um, appeared. This was this whole, this entire situation was discussed in the previous chapter. Uh, <coughs> but the child from the second husband is not considered a mamzer. But if the first husband um, had relations with her before the second one divorced her, she is considered, she is fully considered an eshet ish, and the child from that would be um, a full fledged mamzer. What are the qualifications of a girl who requires mi'un? Um, from when she is six until she is 10 years old, uh, we examine her to see her mental capacity. Um, if she knows that she has to take care of her, um, of whatever. Um, item was given to her as a result of the Kiddushin, whether it be money or a shetar that she was mekudeshet um, with, um, and that she knows that she has to take care of it and guard it, not in the same way she would guard um, a date or an almond or anything of this sort. Um, she does, in fact, require mi'un. But if she does not know how to um, guard her the token received for from the Kiddushin, she does not require Mi'un. Rather, she goes back to her mother's house and it's as if she was never Mikudeshet um, at the first in the first place. And if she was less than six years old, um, she does not. Um, and even if she knows, even if she knows how to guard 
the item in which she was mikudeshet with, she does not um, require mi'un. If she was older than 10 years old, even if she was um, not the brightest of the bunch, uh, she requires mi'un. And anyone, any girl who was married off by her brother or a relative of hers or her mother without her will or without her consent um, does not require um, mi'un. How exactly does, does, is this right of mi'un exercised? Omer she says in the presence of two in two edim. En ba'ali, I do not want to be with this individual individual who is my husband. O en bidvarim elu. Or if she says that it is not my will in these kiddushin that my mother or my brother um, set up fixed for fixed for me, or anything of this sort, that would indicate her um her it, that would indicate that she does not would not want to be married to him. Even if there were guests um, in the house of her husband and she is standing serving them, and this implies that even if she, the logic, the under what Haram here is saying is that even if she does things that a wife would typically do, um, and she is serving them, serving her husband's guest. And she, she says, um, even while she is acting the way a wife would typically act, if she says that she does not want to um, this individual to be her husband, um, we recognize this mi'un, um, and she and yeah, it is considered as if she um, exercised her right, even though she is acting as um, her husband's wife. The two individuals in which the ketana exercises her right of mi'un in their presence. They write the following for her. Uh, they must say on uh, such and such day, um, so-and-so exercised her right of mi'un. Uh, so-and-so, the daughter of so-and-so, exercised her right of mi'un in our presence from so-and-so, her husband. And the people uh, in which the mi'un was done in their presence sign the document, uh, give it to her, and that is the formula of a get um, of a get mi'un. The get mi'un and a get mi'un is not similar to um, a get regular get of divorce that. Um, that the delivery result um, is what effectively makes her megoreshet. And a get mi'un does not require any of the requirements um, of a regular get, like writing um, the get for the wife or delivery or anything else um, that any of the other elements in which a that a regular get would require. And we don't write um, the get mi'un in the same way or structure or form that a regular get would be written because um, this would effectively result in her being prohibited to marry 
um, any of the kiruvim, any of the any of the any. This would result in the husband's um, prohibition of marrying any of her relatives. For example, her um, yeah would result in her, her in the husband's prohibition of yes of him marrying any of her relatives um, because we don't want it to, the get miun to be mistaken for a get gedushin because. Um, a get mi'un is only, um, yes. A get mi'un is similar, is, is simply, is just sim is similar to the act of um, a bedin. The two individuals that the mema'enet um, um, and the mi'un is done in their presence. They must know um, the woman who is exercising the mi'un and the husband from whom they are. She is exercise. She, she is um, refusing to be with. Therefore, anyone who saw her exercise her right of mi'un and heard um, her do the mi'un. Can write the get miun for her, even if um, the two people, um, yeah, even though the two witnesses don't necessarily know each other. No, sorry, even though he, the witness, does not know um, the woman. One second, Mehila. Yeah, sorry. So the two um, witnesses in whose presence the, the girl does the mi'un must um, know her and the husband who she is doing the mi'un for, the mi'un with. Therefore, whoever sees her and hears her do the mi'un may write her the get mi'un even if he does not know her. Uh, and the Jewish people have uh, the practice to write a get mi'un in the following, um, in the following structure and in the following formula. I'll read it through and I'll translate at the end in English. On so and such day of the week and on um, such and such a month in such and such year according to um, such and such, um, so and so, the daughter of so and so, has declared her refusal um, and her mi'un in our presence, and has said the following: that my mother or my brother, uh, my brothers have misled me, and I have been, and I have been given, and have get, and have given me into marriage with someone, or they betrothed me, they did kiddushin to me while I was a minor, to so and so, the son of so and so, and I now um, reveal. 
um, before you that my intention is that I do not do not want to be with him and will not live with him. Um, and now this is from the perspective of the Adim, and the Adim um, say that they have examined so and so and what she said, and it became clear to them that she is still a minor, and we have given uh, written. Um, the, and we have um, given um, and signed this document um, with clear evidence um, for her to, um, that she exercised her right uh, in the correct um, way and with, again, clear evidence. <clears throat> now, Harambam will, sh will um, shift gears to the second topic of this chapter which is the prohibition for an individual to um, take back um, his divorcee. Someone who divorced his wife and his ex-wife became a kudeshet to someone else. Even though the second husband did not have relations with her and consummate the marriage, she is forbidden to go back to her first husband. And if the first husband took her back and had relations with her, he um, gets lashes Torah, capital pun gets yeah lashes Torah, um, and we compel him and force him um, to dismiss her. As the Torah tells us in Sefer um, Devarim that her first husband um, cannot be with her. The continuation of the pasuk is. If a woman, while she was married, um, did zenut, um, sorry, mehila, mehila. If a woman did zenut while she was megureshet, this woman um, who did not remarry, rather did zenut with someone while she was again a divorcee, she may return to her original, to her first husband, Shneemar, as the Torah tells us, that when she leaves his house and she goes um, and is with another man, her being with someone else, um, which Hachamim interpreted interpreted that to mean that she was mikudeshet, that is what um, prohibits her to be with her first husband. Not in not so much as if she um, does zinut while she was a mikudeshet, um, which she would not be again mikudeshet to that person. Halacha yod gima lav ze. And included in this prohibition, that any woman who does zenut while she is married to someone, she is forbidden to be with her husband after she does um, zenut. And the husband, um, if he Yes, and he is, yes, and he um, receives um, the punishment 
um, on her of the she, he receives lashes matura on her account shneimar as it says ahare asher hutamaa after she the Torah tells us after she was defiled bahare nitmaa and she was obviously defiled if she did zinud while married ela imken hayeta eshet israel shen isra unless she um, was married to um, unless she was um, the wife of a regular Israeli that was um, the victim of um, of rape. Because if she was married to a Kohen, um, yeah, because if she was married to a Kohen, um, she is prohibited to the Kohen is prohibited to um, to remain married to her, and he must um, even if she was yeah if if she was the wife of a Kohen um, and she was raped the Kohen cannot um, be with her and he is actually Hayav Malkut if he has relations with her. Lefika koli shashen esral baala al kinui ustira. Therefore, any woman who was prohibited to her husband um, on account of kinui and setira, as we as Natashim will see in Hilchot Sota Perik Aleph, kinui is okay. Let me take a step backwards. Um, if there was a woman that her husband suspected that she was um, cheating on him with another individual, and he warns her. In the presence of two edim, not that she is forbidden to have yehud or to be secluded with that individual. That is called kinui, and then um, the two, and then two people see her um, secluded with the individual with whom the husband warned her and told her she is forbidden to be secluded with. That is called setira. Um, kinui again is the warning, um, and setira is. Um, when she, she is actually found to um, have yehud with the individual that her husband told her not to be with. Um, in this case, the woman would be uh, forbidden to be with her husband until she is checked in the Beit HaMikdash um, with the Ma'im HaMe'arim. So any um, woman um, who was forbidden to be with um, her husband, um, after she was um, forbidden to be with him because of kinui and setira, he is liable for um, he is liable for lashes and And if again he had relations with um, with his wife, who is um, in the status of kinui and setira, that she is forbidden to be with him, um, he gets makat mardut. Um, because we aren't sure if they had relations or not. If again they were simply found to be have Yehud, to be in Yehud. But if he um, violated and took her back after being divorced with her, he must um, dismiss her um, and have her leave with a get. Halacha Yod Dalit. 
Hereshi Geresh Birmiza Kemosh Bearno. As you mentioned in Perik Bet, um, a Heresh, someone who is deaf, deaf mute, can divorce his wife by way of gesture or remiza or some type of hinting with shrugging of the shoulder or something of that sort. And she went and married um, someone else who was Heresh. And obviously, we don't even need to mention um, if she remarried someone who is sound. She cannot go back and remarry um, her original husband, who was a Heresh. Because in the case of a Pikeah, um, Yes. She cannot go and go back and marry her original husband who was deaf mute, who divorced her. On the other hand, if a divorced wife of a normal man um, gets divorced and then she goes back and, and marries um, someone who's Hiresh and then she divorced him, she is permitted to go back to her original husband who was um, sound mentally. Because as we mentioned, Kiddushin to a Hiresh are not Kiddushin Mehat Torah and aren't, yes, they aren't full-fledged um, Kiddushin. Therefore, it's as we consider as if she never remarried. Thereby, therefore, she may go back and marry her original husband. Someone who, if a girl did mi'un with someone, she it's not considered that she is megoreshet from him. And in regards to this husband that she did mi'un to, um, it's as if... Um, her relationship to that guy is the same to someone who never um, did Kiddushin with her in the first place. And she may marry any of his relatives and he may marry her relatives. And she is not disqualified to marry a Kohen. Um, and if she married someone else and that guy divorced her or if he died or if she refused to marry him she may go back and marry the original person who was betrothed, betrothed to her and with whom she did mi'un with and not only this, rather, that if um, her first husband divorced the first guy, um, that if her first husband divorced her and then took her back, and then she and then she refused him, she did mi'un with him, and if after the mi'un she marries someone else, who in turn divorces her, she still may go back to her first husband. For any girl who leaves her husband with mi'un, 
even if it was preceded by a get, is considered in the same way that she was never divorced from him by way of a get, and she is permitted to go back and marry him again. But someone who divorces a ketana with a get, when he said that, and she married someone else and exercised her right of mi'un with the second guy, she is prohibited to go back and marry the first person because she was um, divorced with a get from that guy, not with and she not by her exercising her right of mi'un. Even though she exercised her right with the second her right of mi'un with the second guy, but again because she was um, divorced with a get from the first guy, she can't go back and remarry him. Obviously, if she um, divorced the last guy, um, if the, if the last the second guy divorced her, or if he died. And she is also um, prohibited to marry uh, the father um, or son or brother of the first guy, just as the case would be with any of the other Girushot, even though she um, left the second one with Mi'un, because again, the first guy originally um, formally divorced her with a get. If a girl refused and did mi'un to her yabam, she is forbidden to his father because at the time of the son's death, she was. It seemed that she was um her his daughter-in-law but she may marry any of the other relatives. Therefore, if she exercised her right of mi'un with any of the other um, um, people who are eligible to do yibum with her, she is permitted um, to marry any one of his other brothers. Halakha yotet. Now we'll talk um, about the third topic of this chapter, something called hamtana. Um, a waiting period uh, with certain women um, before marrying them. Any woman who was divorced or um, became a widow, she may not um, uh, be married or be betrothed. She can't do. You can't. She may not be niset. Um, um, uh, a marriage can't be consummated with her, or she can't do. Until um, there is a waiting period of 90 days, because typically um, after 90 days pass or after three months, um, we can tell if this woman is pregnant or not. Aside from the day um, that she was divorced on, um, meaning that the day that she was divorced on is not counted in the 90 day waiting period. Um, and this is, yes, this is, this um, 90-day period does not include the day uh, her husband died, 
um, and also does not include the day that she was me'oreset with the new guy. Um, um, in order to, um, in order for us to know if she is pregnant or not, um, so that we'll know and be able to differentiate between the um, child of the first husband and the child um, of the second husband, and when exactly the when and from whom exactly the conception was with. And from the day the get was written, we count 90 days for a megoreshet. Even if the gerushin was done on a condition, or even if the get did not reach her, even after um, a few years, we count from the day the get was written, because as we mentioned, the the ex the, the individual who writes the get for his wife does not do yihud with her after um, the get was written. And Chachamim established that even a woman that um, isn't capable of having children, even if she became divorced or if she became a widow um, for, from um, the Nisuin period, that um, the husband in this, in this situation, um, the husband was forbidden to have relations with her, even in either of these cases, um, she must. This type of woman must wait ninety days. Even if she was a minor or very old, in which she could not have children, or if she was barren, or if she was an ilunit. Or if the husband was away uh, on a journey at sea, or if he was sick, or if he was um, to be taken. Um, yes, or if he was confined in prison, or even if she was um, a betula after the erusin, we still have this ninety-day waiting period. A female servant who was freed, or a koya that became converted. Mamtinin tishimyom, we still have this waiting period of 90 days for them. Afiu ger vi ishtoshinit gayera, mafrishinotan tishimyom, kedelavhin ben zera shen nizra bigdushat bigdusha, le zera shelo nizra bigdusha. So to um, husband and wife who converted, they must be separate for 90 days in order to distinguish between um, a child conceived in Kedusha while they were Jewish and a child who was conceived while they were Goyim. So to a Eshet Yav HaTor, an Eshet Yav HaTor is a um, Goya that was taken captive um, during war and someone saw her, um, had relations with her and then desired to um, marry her. He does have the ability um, and has to take her into his house um, and wait um, a 30-day 
period in which she grows out grows out her hair, grows out her nails, um, and mourns for her mother and father. So, even though the Torah gave her a 30-day waiting period for herself to mourn for her mother and father, um, and um, in which Hahamim um, hoped that the husband would not wish to marry her anymore, um, she still must wait 90 days um, for us to be sure that she doesn't have that she isn't pregnant. And the 30-day period that the Torah gave her is counted in the 90-day period Hachamim established. A woman, a girl that um, exercised her right of mi'un does not need to wait 90 days. Hachamim only um, established this 90-day period in regards to a gerusha, not in regards to a mema'enet. So to a woman who did zenut, she does not need um, to. She doesn't have this nine, this waiting period because she is very cautious with herself that she doesn't become pregnant from um, the zenut, and she'll do everything she can um, to um, avoid getting um, pregnant. So to um, a woman that was anusa, um, that was raped, or mefuta, um, mefuta is um, she was seduced by someone, um, do not need this 90-day waiting period. Anyone who was married by accident, for example, if um, she was married, if, she, if a woman married someone after um, she and then after that, yes, if she married some, if some a woman got divorced from someone else and then married someone, and then we find that the get that she received was void. And now we find that she is forbidden to this to her husband. Um, in our case, she would be forbidden to her second husband as she is an ish. Um, had the husband dismiss her. Um, if she was a ketana that um, doesn't have the capability to have children, she does not need this ninety to wait this um, this ninety day period. Because this isn't something that is common, and anything that isn't common, Hahamim did not um, make any uh, precautionary measures. If someone did not wait the 90-day waiting period Hachamim established and went along and um, did Kiddushin uh, to someone, to a girl within the, the, the waiting period that she has to wait, um, we um, do need do it to, to that individual. If anyone remembers in Hilchot Talmud Torah, Perek Zayn, um, we talked about Nidui, and Nidui is pretty much we... Um, distance this individual socially um, in a lot of different ways. Again, if anyone wants to see those details, it's Aras <clears throat> But if he did kiddushin and then ran away, um, we don't do nidui to him. If he did kinus within the ninety-day period, again kinus is when he brings her into his house, we separate them 
until the prescribed time is up, and then he may stay with his wife. Now, the last uh, part of the chapter, um, Harambam will uh, describe um, certain um, uh, more Gezerot um, Hachamim did um, in regards to women that an individual would be forbidden to marry. And Hamim also established that an individual cannot marry his neighbor's woman, his neighbor's um, his neighbor's wife who was pregnant, or his neighbor's wife who was nursing, even though we know for sure whose child um, the whose child it is. We don't want him to marry his his friend's pregnant uh, wife because um, while having relations the child may be damaged because he doesn't isn't particular about his son's friend because and in regards to a woman that is nursing uh, because the her milk might spoil and he um, and the new husband wouldn't isn't particular and wouldn't care to heal her um, and to heal uh, her milk and pay for things that would cause the milk to um, be to be enhanced or to be better. And how much is this nursing period? It is twenty-four months. Not including the day that the child was born, and not including, um, and sorry, from and from the day that she was mikudishet. Just as he is forbidden to uh, consummate the marriage with this type of woman, um, he is also um, prohibited um, to do kiddushin with her. Until after this, um, he to do kiddushin with her while um, she, um, sorry, until he waits this um, amount of time, of again, the twenty-four months. Even if the woman gave her child to a to a wet nurse, or if the child was weaned and stopped nursing within twenty-four months, she still. Uh, shouldn't marry this new guy. If uh, the child died, she um, can go and marry the second guy, and we don't suspect that she, she will um, kill her child in order for her to um, marry this second guy. If someone violated what Chachamim said and married a Me'uberet or a Menika in the time in which uh, he wasn't allowed to, he must divorce her with a Get, even if he was a Kohen. And if, but if he was a Yisrael, he may take her back after 24 months of her being, uh, after she was a Menika. 
Um, a kohen, obviously, um, as I think, as I believe we mentioned, is forbidden to take back um, his gerusha. Um, again, assuming she wasn't remarried. Obviously, if she was remarried, she would be prohibited to go back to the Israel as well. If the individual did nisu'in with this woman in the time in which he was forbidden to, and he ran away and came back after um, a period of time, um, Rabbi Yochai Makbili notes that this time period is um, after the 24 months passed, um, and so after, if he if he goes and comes back, he may go back to he may take this woman, uh, who is now his wife, and um, it is totally fine, and um, we don't, um, and there isn't any suspicion or anything um, prohibited in this case. And the time frame isn't isn't relevant anymore. If he if someone did kiddushin with um, someone who was a meuberet or a menika and kofin otolehotzi, we don't compel him or force him to divorce her or to dismiss her. Um, we don't compel him to um, dismiss her um, because again she is only meoreset and they aren't um, living um, normally as um, a uh, typical husband and wife would. would. And while she is a, an arusa, he is forbidden to have relations with her. That's why we don't compel him and force him to dismiss her. But we don't allow him to do kinus until after the time of the yenika passes or until um, the child um, passes away. Amen, amen.